Hello and welcome to Blogs, where editors discuss works in progress, urgent matters, and current happenings in architecture and spatial politics. My name is Maria Mazzanti. Today I'm joined by Juana Salcedo, a fellow editor from Fellow Architecture Bogotá. Hola, Juana. Nice to have you here. Hola, Maria. Thank you for having me. I'm really happy to talk to you. In the last episodes of Breeze Blogs, reports from cities like Istanbul have been discussing what is happening during the quarantine and what are the consequences of the situation in the urban landscape. Before going into details, I think it could be useful to have an overview of what is happening in Bogotá right now. The country started a national lockdown on March 24th, and this means that after a month, under these circumstances, the social consequences are becoming visible. Yes, Maria, right. Here in, in Bogotá, we have a rather strict quarantine. This is a, a national lockdown, and what this quarantine allows people to go out for their basic daily needs, such as buying groceries, going to the bank, or walking their dog. Also, there is a control uh, on the amount of people circulating on the streets. In that regard, last week, Bogotá enforced a new rule. It's a gender day. So that means that people are allowed to go out every other day according to the gender that they identify with. This has, of course, been uh, controversial uh, for the LGBT community. Now that you mention this capacity to slow down the city, depending completely on these large groups of essential workers, I started to think about an article that was written in Field Architecture by Kevin Rogan. He's one of the editors of Field Architecture New York. To our listeners, if you haven't read it, please visit feldarchitecture.com and look for the city and the city and coronavirus. Anyway, I'm thinking about it because... What Rogan does is a critique about another article written by Michael Kimmelman for the New York Times. In that piece, Kimmelman mourns the collapse of urban life brought by the coronavirus. And what Kevin is exploring in his article is that this city of essential workers is really far from that romantic idea of the empty city that Kimmelman is describing. Yes, I agree. I think that Kimmelman's romantic view really obscures the dynamics that are going on on cities currently. So there are, of course, these essential workers. And I also can think of just how much complicated or is actually the city when we looked at how the measures that have been taken to confront the spread of the virus lay bare the deep inequalities that we have been used to living in. So in Bogota, Of course, there are peaceful areas where people are smoothly complying with the quarantine and also essential workers circulating across the city, ensuring that the city keeps on going. Yet, these pockets of peaceful compliance are just a small bubble swimming in a sea of turmoil. I think there is a latent violence in, in our societies, infrastructures and spaces. It was a violence that was already there, just waiting for something such as this to happen, you know. There is a proclivity to ignite a deeper aggression in many of our infrastructures and spaces. When you talk about latent violence, I can think about, for example, the riots that are happening now in Colombia in the prisons because they are overcrowded, and also Venezuelan migrants. I think all of these are events and things that have been happening for long, and it might appear that the governments were caught off guard, but this is really not a surprise. And it was something that was really unattended. And yeah, as you were saying, it was there 
quiet happening but not being taken care of and now it's exploding even more with this crisis. This also makes me think of how the virus is already taking a toll in specific spaces and populations. You know, just recently, the mayor of Bogota, Claudia Lopez, launched an open data website. So it shows how the virus has been moving from wealthy areas of Bogota to poorer areas and where the poorest people live often intersects with the most dense, overcrowded, less green and most polluted and toxic areas of the city. So this make people not only more likely to get the virus, to be infected, but also to dying from it. And I also think that this data just shows how the unequal distribution of our environmental goods and bads mirrors uh, the unequal social-spatial distribution of wealth in our cities. And regarding this, to make maybe more clear what also one of the main problems in this area is, is the correlated issue that many of the people who lived in these areas work in informal activities that is outside and parallel to a formal economy. So the measures that are being taken to confront the virus or to halt the spread of the virus also mean that these informal networks of economic collaboration are being interrupted. This is a really important issue in Colombia because 50% of the population lives off the informal economy. Yes, as the whole uh, informal infrastructure supports a lot of economic collaboration. Maybe going back to the article we were talking before, it's not only the city of essential workers in the case of Bogotá, but it's actually the city of all these informal workers that they don't have any other option than going out. It would be interesting to hear how the informality is embedded culturally and in the urban dynamics of the city and how these two needs are being reconciled or negotiated. I think maybe we could start by defining this informality to our listeners. I think one productive way to understand the activities of informal workers is the way that they articulate resources, activities and urban landscape for their sustenance. A few examples that I can think of and that are part of the daily life of Bogota might help. Um, so, for example, route trackers, that is persons who strategically locate on, on, on traffic lights along main avenues to inform bus drivers the distance between them and the bus ahead of them. Also, luggage carriers in the bus station that offer their services to passengers. You know, on a rainy day, street vendors locate in crowded spots to offer Uh, pedestrians, umbrellas. So in that sense, these processes are open-ended and contextual and therefore often unpredictable. And for that reason, they are illegible for governments. Urbanist Abdul Malik Simon talks about this informality as a complex combination of objects, spaces, persons and practices that create a flexible infrastructure that provides for and reproduces life in the city. Also, the informal economy has long been a scapegoat for governments, for the inability of government to ensure sustenance for a large part of its population. Yet, at this point, making these practices legible are essential for the government to avoid a social disaster. They have recognized this, I think. Then, informality is being recognized or traced by the city. What is the government doing to make informality tangible or visible in Bogotá, as you're saying? 
I'm asking to know if there are any clear examples that are already functioning in the city. And also, I think it would be nice to know what is people doing about it? What is their general reaction? I can think of two examples that make these efforts very clear. So the first one is the four-day quarantine drill that the mayor of Bogota enforced before the start of the national lockdown. Part of the effort of, of having this simulated environment was to making legible those who were not included on the stats, those who were not on the map, you know. So during those four days, the city became a testing ground for city officials to evaluate behaviors, to see who was not able to comply with the measures. And the second effort that I can think of is the red flag strategy, uh, a solidarity strategy made by the mayor of Soacha, a city that is... Uh, bordering Bogota, a city of one million inhabitants with very low incomes. And his strategy was to tell people that if in need of help, that they should hang red clothes on their windows, you know, to make physically legible what was not in the official statistics. And this is a key point because, because in the official statistics, in the national statistics, Uh, Soacha has over 500,000 inhabitants and uh, the mayor claims it has over 1 million. So he needed to make physically legible the people that were uh, in need, you know. And this use of red flags actually has spread around the country and people are using them to sign out their need and also the lack of assistance. But I think these two things, you know, the effort to having an accurate information on the part of the government to have knowledge in order to be able to govern in this situation runs simultaneously with the complex web of activities that characterize informality. So these economies are also stuck with the quarantine and the government still appears to be unable to keep the pace, but it's a simultaneous process. It's clear with such a big amount of informal population that it is a situation deeply fixed in the city's basic dynamics. And uh, therefore, the mutual exchange between both formal and informal becomes the only way to see what is lacking and an option to overcome the crisis, right? I agree. I think that the interplay of both is needed. I think the government needs to have accurate social, economic and spatial information particularly in a moment such as this one. Yet often governments lose because of their overconfidence in those simplified statistics and classification on those mappings, you know. And I think that we should always be aware that these transient modes of collaboration, this idea of people as infrastructure, tend to escape the government techniques. And, and that's okay. The, the, the map will never be finished or will be perfect. That's part of the very open-ended and unpredictable processes that we are talking about. But I do think that there is a wisdom that, we sh that shouldn't be ignored in these informal economies of collaboration. I think that looking closely at these practices can enhance our responses and our capacity to switch gears and reconfigure the activities of cities. Mm -hmm. 